Hello again, everybody. I'm Paul the Nitro Skyers here. Welcome to this edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. Thank you so very much for joining us. On today's show, it's kind of a special show. We're going to look at the 2022 Pro Wrestling Illustrated poll that just got released with the latest issue, the November 2022 edition of Pro Wrestling Illustrated, available now at all newsstands and at pwi-online.com. So we're going to tackle most of the questions, but not all of them. You can catch the uh, PWA, as I mentioned, the PWI poll in this issue. It will start, by the way, the poll will start for those of you that have the magazine and are following along on page 26. So without any, and and a side note, we will not be doing this week in wrestling history or any parting shots this week. That's going to come back next week. So without any further ado, Let's begin the poll. We'll begin with question number 39. Who is the best pro wrestling commentator in 2022? 23% says Pat McAfee. Excalibur was at 16%. Good old JR at 14%. Tony Schiavone at 9%. And here's a surprise. And here's a surprise for the poll overall. 38% were others. Most the uh, option of others got the most votes, believe it or not. So let's talk about this. Pat McAfee, yeah, he's wild. He's he is just out there. He's full of excitement. Yeah, he's an okay commentator as far as I'm concerned, but he's no longer with the WWE, at least for right now. He's doing NFL game day. So um Corey Graves is taking his spot right now on SmackDown. So yeah, Pat McAfee, he's an okay uh commentator. But he's a pretty impressive wrestler, to say the least, based on his two wins, both at WrestleMania and at SummerSlam this year. We'll wish Pat the best of luck in his uh, uh, NFL, uh, uh, college game day on ESPN and his gig there. All right. Moving on now, let's go to question number 38. Who is the best pro wrestling manager or valet in 2022? Paul Heyman won overall with 53%. <clears throat> William Regal had 7%. I thought he was just the leader of the combat uh, Blackpool Fight Club. And MVP got 4%. Yes, I have to admit, Paul Heyman is the top manager in professional wrestling and one of the top three promo men in professional wrestling, along with CM Punk and, of course, Maxwell Jacob Freeman, MJF. Uh, next week, I'll have more about Mr. MJF himself next week on the podcast. But yes, Paul Heyman is, without a doubt, the top manager in all of professional wrestling. He is part of the bloodline, and he's had one hell of a run right now as the tribal council and manager of the bloodline. Moving on to number 37. Which lesser used match stipulation or presentation would you like to see used more often? 47% said the best of three falls match. Pretty interesting. Three stages of hell, 19%, where there's a stipulation in every fall. A strap match, otherwise known as an Indian strap match, 13%. Quite frankly, I love to see the best of three falls match continues. Two out of three falls for every championship back in the 50s and 60s. 
That was the norm for every world title match involving the NWA World's Heavyweight title. It was two out of three falls for the world's title. So, yeah, two out of three falls is a perfect opportunity. There's no excuses, no complaints whatsoever. You got to beat them twice to win a championship or to win the match. Um, as far as I'm concerned, the three stages of hell, no, don't need the stipulations. Just have a regular match, two out of three falls with a one-hour time limit for the championship. Moving on, let's go to uh, number 36. Uh, in your opinion, which stipulation or match presentation is the most overused in 2022? <laughs> and I got to laugh at this. The qualifier match is 40%. Multi-person matches is at 22%. The death match is 13%. The ladder match is 12%. As far as I'm concerned, all four of these um, matches are overused, overrated. The qualifier match. Why don't you just say it's a non-title match, and if you win, you get a title shot. But no, in these day and age, it's a qualifier match. Yes, I'm going to qualify for a title match. It's a non-title match. If you beat the champion, you get a title shot. It's that simple. Why they stop trying to be this woke type of uh, mentality and stop make, calling, it, calling it a qualifier match. It's a non-title match. If you win, you get a shot at the title. A multi-person match. How many times do we have to see a multi-person match? It's a triple threat match. Oh, no, it's a fatal four-way elimination-style match. It's a six-pack challenge. A five-man challenge. Really? A wrestling match is one-on-one -on -one or in a tag team or in a six-man tag team matchup. It's not called trios. It's only called trios in Mexico. Here in America, it's a six-man tag. I mean, what's wrong with that? The multi-person match, way overused, way boring as far as I'm concerned. The death match. The only death match I recognize is a Texas death match. A real Texas death match. Not this, let's wrap barbed wire and all types of weapons around the ring so we can mutilate each other in the ring. Come on, people. I mean, give me a break. The only death match I recognize is a Texas death match. Where falls don't count. If a person doesn't get up by 10, you lose. It's not a last man standing match either. It is a Texas death match. Gee, I wonder whether they're going to go back to the old school way or not. And then the ladder match. Oh, let's put a ladder in the ring. Uh, try to get a ladder in the ring and climb up there. How many times have we seen a ladder match? What? Once every month? Once every two months? Multiple times every month? Give me a break with the ladder match. Oh, he did a cutter off the top of a ladder. Oh, more injuries, more injuries. Come on, dude, get rid of the ladder match. It was a novelty in the past that was okay, but not now. So, yeah, those four do qualify as being overused and overrated. Moving on, let's zoom ahead to question 40 about podcasts. If you listen to wrestling podcasts, which one is your favorite? Jim Cornette is 15%. Busted Open is 9%. <laughs> 83 Weeks with Eric Bischoff is 4%. 
The others are 72%, and I'm going to include myself in there, just a little ego thing, but yeah, Jim Cornette, that's the guy you go to. Don't forget to check out his drive through this week. He's going to talk about the media scrum, and it's really good. Um, it's five hours long this week because he's got to do AEW's All Out. Can't wait for his review. Clash at the Castle. Boy, going to be clashing with his opinion. And don't forget about the experience every Saturday night, Sunday morning. The Jim Cornette experience, along with his co-host, of course, the great Brian Lassen. Folks, if you want a podcast network, I'm telling you, besides Anchor, which I do here, um, go to Arcadian Vanguard. And oh, by the way, they have a news program to start your morning, just 10 minutes long, 10 to 13 minutes long. It's called The Wrestling News. I would highly suggest that you guys check that out immediately. The wrestling news available on the Arcadian Vanguard Podcast Network. Folks, you can't go wrong with them. The, and, of course, Jim Cornette, please subscribe to him. He is what's saving professional wrestling as we know it right now. Well, we're going to take our first time out. More of this special PWI Poll 2022 edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro after this timeout. Hello again, everybody. I'm Paul the Nitro Skyrus here coming up on Saturday, October 8th, will be the new edition of From the Mind of the Nitro and Nitro Memories on www.youtube.com slash Paul Skyrus. First on From the Mind of the Nitro, it's time for damage control and cleanup on all this AEW mess that's going on. I will analyze what to do if I was Tony Khan and I was in a position as president of AEW. That will be coming up on From the Mind of the Nitro. And then on Nitro Memories, we'll look back at September 1987. We have a new NWA World Heavyweight Champion and Ronnie Garvin. That's right, it happened. How about Strike Force? Going for the World Tag Team titles after taking care of the Islanders in the World Wrestling Federation. Hulk Hogan now faces not only the one-man game, but Killer Khan in the World Wrestling Federation. And probably the biggest match of 1987 besides Hogan and Andre, the formation of the Mega Powers. That's all coming up on Nitro Memories, September 1987. Those two episodes will be out. Saturday, October the 8th. And now my other announcement, Nitro Classic Match of the Week will now be the Nitro Classics. Each month, we will have a classic match from the archives. It will now be every month on the Sunday after my release of From the Mind of the Nitro and Nitro Memories. It will This one will be out on October the 9th. So don't miss it at www.youtube.com slash Paul Skyvers. Don't miss it. Hello again, everybody. I'm Paul the Nitro Skyvers here for Anchor.fm. Have you ever wanted to do a podcast like Jim Cornette's podcast? Well, you can't really be Jim Cornette, but you can have your own voice with your own podcast. It's easy to set up. It's free. It's You can make money off of it, and it streams on all services, Spotify, Google, Apple and all other streaming podcasts today. Don't be a don't be a mud show um, person. Be a podcaster. Join us today at Anchor.fm.
Hello again, everybody. I'm Paul Nitro Scars. Welcome back to this edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. Thank you so very much for joining us as we continue on our PWI Poll 2022 special. Now, let's focus on the uh, championships right now, as well as promotions in this next segment. We go to question number 32. What is the top tag team championship in professional wrestling today? AEW is 57%. The Unified WWE Tag Team titles are at 27%. The IWGP Heavyweight title is at 7%. And the AAA Tag titles are 4%. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, I think they got this wrong. It is the Unified World Tag Team Champions. The Usos have it right now. And, excuse me. And even though... The tag team division is a little weak. I think there's too much change involving the AEW World Tag Team titles. I haven't seen any good teams out there. If FTR held the belts, then yeah, I would give the AEW World Tag titles the nod. you got to have the right team on top. Swerving our glory. Well, they've had a nice run, but I'm not really impressed in them as a tag team. As far as I'm concerned, the WWE Unified World Tag Team titles held by the Usos, members of the Bloodline, because they're, you all are the twos and they're the ones. That's my opinion as far as the top tag team championship in professional wrestling. Moving on now, let's talk about question 31. What is the top women's championship in professional wrestling? Kind of surprising, the WWE Raw Women's Championships at 37%. The AEW Women's title is at 22%. World of Stardom title is at 14%. And the SmackDown Women's title is at 11%. Now, that's surprising. The Raw Women's Championship, I guess Bianca Belair definitely has carried that Raw Women's Championship to prestige, and that's a credit to her. Uh, the 11% for SmackDown, well, that's going to improve once Liv Morgan has a lengthy title reign, and I hope and I pray that Creative does not screw this one up. And thus far, they haven't. But now Liv Morgan's getting ready to face Ronda Rousey again for the second time at Extreme Rules because Ronda's extreme, isn't she? Whatever. But no, nah, I agree with that. Right now, the Raw Women's Championship is the most important women's title in all professional wrestling. Moving on now to question number 30. What is the top heavyweight championship in professional wrestling? The WWE Universal title is at 57%. AEW World title is at 20%. IWGP was third. NWA was fourth. As far as I'm concerned, that is absolutely correct. The Universal title, no matter what happens in the match, I know Solo... I mean, Solo Sakai interfered in the match. I might have gotten his name wrong. I apologize. Don't want him to come beat my rear end. But anyway, Solo I mean, Roman Reigns, the tribal chief, the head of the table. Bottom line, he is the universal champion. He's been holding it now for over two years. Two years. But now with Braun Strowman back in the picture, things are going to get real interesting coming up down the road for Roman Reigns. But, of course, Roman being two years as champion has definitely made the Universal title the most important title in all of professional wrestling. No doubt about it. 
Moving on, let's go to number 29. Uh, assuming New Japan is the most influential Japanese wrestling promotion, which is the runner-up, Stardom is at 33%. All Japan is at 25%. Pro Wrestling Noah at 21%. Dragon Gate at 8%. Now, Stardom is a women's organization in Japan, which is very interesting because in the United States, they don't have an all-women's league. Well, uh, I, I should take that back. Women of Wrestling is on there, but Stardom is more of a sports-based organization in Japan. That's how women's wrestling should be, on equal footing with men's professional wrestling. We've seen it before. We They have proven that, and the women of Stardom really, from what I've been hearing, have had very competitive matches. So, yeah. They're more they're just as influential as New Japan Pro Wrestling. No doubt about it. Moving on to number 28. What is the best wrestling promotion outside of the US? Well, New Japan Pro Wrestling got the nod with 76%, Stardom at 10%, Lucha Libre Triple A's at 4%, and All Japan's at 2%. Well, no surprise there. New Japan Pro Wrestling has been all over the place. They're on YouTube, they're on Axis TV. They've had great tournaments. They came and competed with uh, AEW at at their pay-per-view this past month when Worlds Collide, I think is what it's called. No, it's a Forbidden Door. Excuse me. Forbidden Door. And they did well against AEW. So not surprised by that. New Japan Pro Wrestling is the top Japanese organization in the world. Moving on to number 27. Which American independent promotion is the most influential? Game Changer Wrestling is at 35%. MLW is at 9% tied with Ring of Honor and Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Really? Let me tell you something about Game Changer Wrestling. It's nothing but hardcore wrestling. Yeah, let's beat each other with sticks and garbage cans. We call that wrestling. It's a game changer. No, it isn't. It's the same thing as what... Uh, AEW's doing the WWE's doing in their hardcore division. It's hardcore wrestling that won't be allowed on the networks. It's a game changer. No, it isn't, people. Trust me on that. So, no. The American Independent Promotion, in my opinion, is first state championship wrestling, one CW. My good friend Sean Hardy runs that in Houston, Delaware. He's brought in some stars like W. Morrissey. He's developed great talent amongst here in the state of Delaware. For many, many years, that man, in my opinion, and his promotion, 1CW, is the top American independent promotion in the United States. And if you ever in uh, Houston, Delaware, check out 1CW very soon. Another organization that um, <clears> they <throat> also want to bring up here in Delaware is Dynamite Championship Wrestling. They do their shows in Marydale, Delaware at the Fire Hall. Great company. Solid up-and-coming stars. They have a YouTube channel, uh, DCW Overdrive, on the YouTube channel. That's their television show. The future stars of tomorrow coming out of Delaware, as far as I'm concerned. So, Game Changer Wrestling is not, is not the top American independent promotion. One CW is, and Dynamite Championship Wrestling is falling in a close second. Moving on now to number 26, assuming Vince McMahon is the most influential person in professional wrestling, not anymore, but as of this poll he was, who is the runner-up? Tony Khan at 74%, Nick Khan at 10%, Bret 
Uh, Stephanie and Triple H are tied at two percent. I'm going to stop it right there. I'm going to stop it right there. First off, Nick, uh, the way it happened this weekend, Nick Khan should be the most influential with Tony Khan coming in at second. Next week, I'll have more about the media scrum. I mentioned some of it on my preview show this week, this past Tuesday, if you want to check that out. But Nick Khan is moving up there. I'm telling you, people, Nick Khan is co- as co-EVP um, of uh, the WWE co-owner now, as far as I'm concerned. He's going to sell it to Disney. I still keep my eye out on my prediction that WWE will be sold to Disney Plus by January. So you want to talk about influences? Nick Khan, Triple H, and Stephanie McMahon, one, two, three, tie for first, Tony Khan tied for second, as far as I'm concerned. Well, we're going to take a break. More of our PWI poll 2022 edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro after this timeout. Hello again, everybody. I'm Paul DeNitro Skyvers. For more information about the future of my website, www.SaturdayEveningsWithTheNitro, as well as my column, Sunday Mornings with the Nitro, as well as my Facebook group, please tune in to the preview show from this past Tuesday for my announcement. Thank you. Hello again, everybody. I'm Paul DeNitro Skyvers here for Anchor.fm. Have you ever wanted to do a podcast? Well, Anchor.fm is the place to be. It's free to set up. It's easy. All you got to do is just set it up. They'll help you out with that. Plus, you can make money off of it. And it streams on all services, Spotify, Google, Apple, and all other streaming services. Come aboard today at Anchor.fm. Hello again, everybody. I'm Paul DeNitro Scars. Welcome back to the special PWI Poll 2022 edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. Thank you so very much for joining us. Let's continue on. Let's talk about the television shows themselves. We'll go to question number 47. Where do you see the viewership numbers of Impact Wrestling a year from now? About the same 50%, slightly higher, 23%, slightly lower, 12%, significantly lower, 9%, significantly higher, 6%. Well, I'm going to agree with that. By the way, all the next couple questions on here. We'll have the same uh, responses, by the way, to the answers, <clears throat> which is about the same, slightly higher, slightly lower, significantly lower, significantly higher, just to um, let you guys know about it for this next segment. Uh, as far as Impact goes, yeah, they're on Access TV. They're going to do okay. They're probably going to have the same numbers as they did last year. They'll, they'll probably keep that steady pace going until they catch a lucky break and get on the pay-per-view market with and make a bigger impact, excuse me, on the pay-per-view market. So Impact doing a good job. They're going to be about the same on Access TV. Moving on to number 46, where you see the viewership numbers of NXT 2.0 a year from now, about the same 30%. Significantly lower, 28%. Slightly lower, 25%. Slightly higher, 14%. Significantly higher, only 3%. Folks, I disagree with that. It is going significantly lower. I mean, who cares about NXT 2.0 right now? Because you know as well as I do, they're going to bring Braun Breaker up to Raw permanently. I mean, NXT is just a developmental territory 
where stars eh, are not even going to make it past mid-card status. They may recall recall Mandy Moore back up to the SmackDown roster and probably challenge Liv Morgan for the SmackDown women's title. Toxic Attraction has always got the call up to uh, SmackDown uh, this past week as well. So as far as I'm concerned, we're going to see a dip, a major dip in NXT 2.0. I don't like the opening. Don't like the color scheme. The cute little NXT 2.0, even if Triple H is in full charge of creative, as far as I'm concerned, forget it. They're going to go significantly down this year. Moving on to question 45, where do you see the viewership numbers of Dynamite a year from now? Slightly higher, 47%, significantly higher, 21%. About the same at 16%, slightly lower at 10%, significantly higher, lower at 6%. Uh, I kind of see it that way as well. Right now, it's the Grand Slam Tournament, the crown of new AEW World Heavyweight Champion, and they're riding on a wave of controversy that could go either way. More about the controversy next week on Saturday evenings with the Nitro. But anyway, yeah, they're going to move up significantly in the ratings because of the controversy. Plus, you've got John Moxley. You've got um, Chris Jericho there. you got all the young talent that's there. you got the women's division that's there. The tag team division's there. The Acclaim is moving up as a tag team, folks. Watch out for them. So, yeah, I see them. I kind of agree it'll be significantly higher, in my opinion, this year, but slightly higher. Yeah, I'll take that as an agreeable uh, option. Let's move on to number 44. Where do we see the viewership numbers of SmackDown a year from now? About the same, 36%, slightly lower, 29%, significantly lower, 15%, tied with slightly higher, and significantly higher at 5%. Uh, I'm going to say slightly lower, I mean... Liv Morgan and Roman Reigns are the only stars you'll see on there. Ronda Rousey, yes, I'm Ronda Rousey. I'm a badass. Yes, I'm going to beat Liv Morgan. And, of course, Aaliyah and uh, Raquel Gonzalez as the tag team champions. But, really, what other stars are you going to see on SmackDown that you haven't seen before? They need to spice things up a little bit. I think they're going to be slightly lower this coming year, this coming time next year. And, of course, now with Pat McAfee gone as commentator, who knows if Corey Graves will be enough with Michael Cole as the commentary team as well. All right, let's move on to number 43. Where do you see the viewership numbers of Raw a year from now? About the same, 34%, slightly lower, 31%, significantly lower, 22%, slightly higher, 10%. Significantly higher, 3%. Um, I'm going to say slightly higher coming up uh, by this time next year. They are Cody's coming back. You see Kevin Owens back to his old self. Hopefully, please, the Stone Cold Kevin Owens, which works and makes money. Plus, you're seeing Braun Strowman return, probably on the Raw roster. They're finally shaping up, and please... Raw, make it two hours. You don't need three hours. Why don't you put Chris Lee Knows Best at 10 o'clock? Lord knows they need the ratings as far as I'm concerned. 
put Raw back on two hours, you'll be fine. I say slightly higher if they move back to two hours. Well, we're going to take our final timeout. When we come back, we'll wrap up this PWI poll by taking a look at the best of the best. Who is the top stars, the breakout stars, and who is the best wrestler pound for pound? More of the 2022 PWI poll edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro after this timeout. Hello again, everybody. I'm Paul DeNitro Skyrus here for Anchor.fm. Have you ever wanted to do a podcast? Well, now's the time to do it here at Anchor.fm. It's free. It's easy to set up. You can stream on all services, Apple, uh, Spotify, Apple, Google, and all their streaming services, and you can make money off of it. Come aboard today at, at Anchor.fm. Hello again, everybody. Welcome back to this edition, special PWI Poll 2022 edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. Thank you so much for joining us. It's now time to get to the nitty-gritty. It's time to find out who is the best of the best. Let's get started with number 10. Who is the next breakout star of AEW? 21% says Wardlow. Dante Morton at 9%. Hook at 9%. 61% said for others. Uh, I disagree with that. Wardlow's already a star. He is a star now. He is the TNT champion. He has gotten very much over. You want to talk about breakout stars? It is Hook. That's right, Hook. The man is just unbelievable. He is the FTW World Heavyweight Champion. He is what is defined as a breakout star. Wardlow is already a star as far as I'm concerned. Moving on now. Speaking of breakout stars, who is the next breakout star of WWE regardless Excuse me, of brand affiliation? Braun Breaker has 29%. Theory at 12%. Others at 59%. Yep, I'm going to agree with that one. Braun Breaker, I'm telling you, like I said earlier, he's going to Raw, folks. Braun Breaker. Can you imagine Braun Breaker taking on Roman Reigns with more experience now for Braun Breaker down the road? There's your main event right there. There's your breakout star right now. Braun Breaker coming to Raw real soon. Moving on now, who is Pro Wrestling's greatest heel? That's, this is question number eight. MJF at 48%, Roman Reigns at 18%. I'm just going to stop it right there. I'm going to disagree with that. MJF should be at 90%. Roman Reigns should be at 10%. Folks, if you haven't seen the promo of MJF's return on Dynamite, <laughs> I highly suggest you watch it. Look at his resume. Look at his work. His promo work alone, that's a heel. That's a bad guy. Roman Reigns wishes he was MJF as far as the promo department goes. <clears throat> as far as Roman goes as well, aren't you get tired a little bit of saying, acknowledge me. You haven't acknowledged me. We know who you are, Roman. We don't need to acknowledge him each and every week. MJF just goes out there, delivers the promo of the week, and just kills it every time. And his in-ring work is just absolutely superb. He is a heel. Like I said, MJF should have gotten 90% of the vote. Roman Reigns should have gotten 10% of the vote. That's cut and dry. That's the end of the story, folks. 
48%. Really? Really, PWI? That should have been 90%. Come on, people. 90% MJF, 10% Roman Reigns. <laughs> Moving on now, who is Pro Wrestling's greatest babyface at question number seven? Cody Rhodes at 25%. CM Punk at 15%. John Cena at 7%. Huh? Adam Page at 7%. Hold it right there. Once again, hold it right there. I do agree. Cody Rhodes is a, a baby face right now as of this time. But if CM Punk returns, what, seven, eight months from now? he, Who knows? But in, in the back, CM Punk, as far as I'm concerned, is the baby face. Getting screwed. I'm, I'm not even going to go there. I had to stop myself right there. That's for next week. I'll tell you why. He's the baby face behind the locker room as far as I'm concerned. But Cody Rhodes, yes, he is a baby face, but uh, definitely one of the top baby faces. But John Cena at 7%, he doesn't wrestle, folks. He doesn't wrestle. Last time I saw him wrestle was at SummerSlam, and he looked weak. He didn't even get a bigger pop than Roman Reigns did. How can he get 7% of the vote? Totally disagree with that. But Cody, yes, is the top baby face in all professional wrestling. Number six. Uh, question number six, who is Pro Wrestling's greatest technician? Matt Wrestler. Brian Danielson at 55%. Zack Sabre Jr. at 12%. Jonathan Gresham at 5%. I do agree with that. Brian Danielson is probably the best technical wrestler and clo followed closely second by Daniel Garcia. He's a good technical wrestler as well. As well as Wheeler Yuta. That's another great wrestler right there. But yes... Brian Danielson is definitely one of the best math technicians in wrestling today. No doubt about it. Moving on now to question number five. Excuse there. Who is pro wrestling's greatest powerhouse? Brock Lesnar at 16%. Really? Wardlow, 12%. What? Roman Reigns, 9%. Keith Lee at 8%. Wait a minute here. Stop the presses. First off, Pro Wrestling's greatest powerhouse is Powerhouse Hobbs and Warlow. That's a tie right there. Did you see Powerhouse Hobbs deliver that spine buster of his? You see the strength of this man? Powerhouse Hobbs and Warlow are tied as far as uh, wrestling's greatest powerhouse, Brock Lesnar. He had to take a tractor to a ring. Come on, people. Brock Lesnar has, has only wrestled, what, twice this year? Not with doing, not doing for me. It's a tie between powerhouse Hobbs and Wardlow for greatest powerhouse in wrestling. Moving on to number four, who is pro wrestling's greatest aerialist? Ray Phoenix at 30%. Ricochet at 22%, Rey Mysterio at 6%, Dante Martin at 6%. Uh, I totally agree with that. Yeah, Ray Phoenix is a great high flyer, great maneuvers. <coughs> Excuse me. Great aerial stuff, has got great balance, great skill with that. So, yeah, I agree with that. Ray Phoenix is one of the best aerialists in wrestling today. Excuse me for just a moment. <clears throat> Had to get a drink of water there. This is getting exciting with this PWI poll 2022. And speaking of which, number three. <clears throat> hmm. 
excuse me. Question number three. Who is pro wrestling's greatest striker brawler? John Moxley at 14%. Brock Lesnar at 7%. Huh? Again? Asuka at 5%. What? No, stop it right there again. John Moxley is the best brawler in professional wrestling. The man bleeds. The man works hard. The man knows how to knock you out with elbows and punches and kicks. And he knows how to stay in the fight. Brock Lester, like I said, he's wrestled what, twice? No, he's not the greatest brawler. Asuka, Asuka does wrestling moves too. She's more of a wrestler, not a brawler. And more of a karate person. A karate person, not a brawler. John Moxley is the best brawler in wrestling. Asuka and Brock Lesnar getting boats like that. Come on, people. Come on. We know John Moxley's the best brawler in wrestling today. <clears throat> and now the nitty gritty. Here we go. Question number two. If you could watch the matches of only one wrestler, who would you choose? AJ Styles, 8%. John Moxley, 7%. Brian Danielson, 4%, 81% for others. Wow. I mean, 81% for others. they rather see other wrestlers than AJ Styles, John Moxley, and Brian Danielson, your top three vote-getters. Some other vote-getters include Jeff Hardy. Huh? Really? <clears throat> no offense, but we've seen that act before. Kenny Omega. Uh, no comment. Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah, I'll see some matches involving him. If any among those three, I want to see a, a, the matches of one wrestler, I would say Brian Danielson, in my opinion. So, very surprising. 81% said others. That's real interesting. Speaking of interesting, it's time for the big one. Question number one in the 2022 AW, uh, annual PWI Reader's Poll. Who is pound for pound the best wrestler in the world? AJ Styles is at 11%. Uh, what? Kasuchika Okada at 9%. Brian Danielson, 8%. 72% says others. Here are the others. CM Punk, John Moxley, Sasha Banks. Now, that right there tells you that they got this wrong. No offense to AJ Styles. He's a good wrestler. But today he's not pound for pound the best wrestler in the world. I would say Sasha Banks is the best pound for pound wrestler in the world. In the women's division. As well as all professional wrestling. Brian Danielson will come in second. Okada would come in third. Styles would come in fourth as far as I'm concerned. And, and the surprising part of course. Others is at 72%. So once again, the wrestling fans want to see other wrestlers besides your top three. Now, that's an interesting observation about the world of professional wrestling. Well, that ends this annual PWI Reader's Poll edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. Before I go, I want to take credit, give credit, excuse me, give credit, of course, to PWI's Al Castle and Kristen Ash Ashley. To compile this year's PWI poll, thank you so very much for doing that. You did a great job. And, folks, if you want to check out the latest edition of Pro Wrestling Illustrated, the 2022 PWI poll, it is out now. And the next issue will be the PWI 500, 
which will come out in newsstands October the 4th. That's in a couple weeks. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. Thank you so very much for joining us. We're going to have to get caught up on everything and everything on the next episode. Uh, so until then, thanks for tuning in. My name is Paul the Nitro Skyrus here saying so long, everybody. Thank you.